God is truly very good. And as I prayed and I sought the Lord about tonight, I felt a felt a pretty sure direction. I felt a pretty sure direction what I felt like for tonight and probably for the next several Thursday nights. And um, we'll go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 through 5. Very familiar scriptures. And um, always one of those you wish the house was full. You wish you had loudspeakers outside. And you wished everybody that was here paid attention, right? So, but I wanted to try to speak to a direction and help us tonight. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Just help us today. Every life, every heart, everyone that's here, everyone that may hear this, Lord, in the future, by podcast or whatever means, I just pray that you would bless and help us today. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I think that we are definitely in a battle. Amen. Anybody been battling anything? Oh my goodness, we're fighting battles. Every one of us is fighting battles. Even those who don't think they're fighting battles, you're fighting battles. Now see that we have an enemy and he is battling for our souls. He's battling for our attention. He's battling for everything about us. We're not just in any kind of battle, but we are in a spiritual warfare. And we have an enemy of our soul. We have a few young people here tonight, and if you would hear me, I'd want to tell you tonight that the devil wants to destroy you. We have adults here tonight, and I'd like to tell us that the devil wants to destroy us. Amen. He is an adversary to us. It's the devil. And Satan knows he only has a short time. Jesus is surely coming back very soon. And I think he is pushing with everything he's got to make his last stand against the church. And as a result, we are in a battle like we have never seen before. Amen. Cancel culture. I'm, I'm sorry that to say that when people start throwing out cartoons like Dumbo and trying to get rid of Potato Head and, and telling us that you know, our, there are certain shows on Disney that a seven-year-old cannot watch. But yet, when you're four years old, you can decide what gender you are. We're in a battle. Amen. We're in a battle that we're going to have to learn how to fight. And God has given us weapons. We're not fighting alone. He's given us weapons. And He's made available to us that we can win this war. This thing is not... Something that we can't win. He made a way for us to be able to win. 
Ephesians 6 and 12 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, this world, spiritual wickedness, high places. I remember Brother Donnie saying many times, I mentioned him a while ago, as we're, we're really fixing to come up, I think it's the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken, um, 22nd of last year when Brother Donnie passed away, that I'd hear him say many times, especially when he was fasting and praying and battling for Sister Lois to come, he said, I wish the devil would come right here, I'd punch him in the nose. Brother Donnie's a big guy, you know, it would be a lot easier if we could do like that, and you've heard me say it a lot, but Paul told his uh, son the gospel Timothy 1 Timothy 6 12 he said fight the good fight of faith he said lay hold on eternal life this is not something that's going to accidentally come to us we have to lay hold on it we've got to grab it he said well you're called and have professed a good profession and that scripture that, that I that I read tonight I guess they're still up there or he can put them back up there you know we don't walk after the flesh or said, so though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We're, we're walking this flesh, but you can't win this in a fleshly way. Amen. You can't win it through feelings. We can't win it through a, a lot of different things. But I want to see that, I want us to say today that our weapons aren't carnal. They're not bombs and guns. And people don't know what carnal is. Let me just... Even the definition of carnal is, it's relating to the desires, the appetites of the body. It's the physical. It's the animal. It's the sensual nature of our human being. It's that animal nature of us. It's that part that wants to bust somebody in the nose. It's that, it's that part of us that, uh, if, if you're a guy that may lust after a lady, and I guess the ladies do that too, but it like the guys more than it is the ladies a lot of times. It's that... It's that uh, part of the lady that wants to be accepted and wants to be loved. That it's that that's the natural part of us that God created us, that central nature of humanity. And the weapons that God's given us, they're not human inventions. It's not our talents. We've been talking a lot about talents, figuring out what our talents and our ability is. But that won't help you win this battle. Amen. It won't help us win this war that we're in. It doesn't matter how rich we are, what your abil abilities are, how well you can speak, or even your personality is not going to win this battle because this is a spiritual battle. And we're fighting spiritual forces. And I'm not trying to creep anybody out of here tonight, but if our spiritual eyes were open, we probably would see spiritual beings in this place tonight. There's no doubt in my mind there are angels in this house tonight. Most likely, if you're sitting on a pew, you have an angel sitting beside of you right now. Amen. I've never seen one. I've felt them before. And good chance, there's probably some devils. If, if the Spirit hadn't run them out, they're outside waiting for us anyway. Amen. We're in a spiritual battle. And the only way you can fight spiritual battles is with spiritual weapons. It's the only way we can do it. And the spiritual weapons that we have, the Bible said they're mighty through God. For what? Is it still up there? To pulling down strongholds. Strongholds. Now, every one of us have strongholds in our life that we battle. 
Bible, the definition of stronghold is any destructive system or way of thinking that preoccupies the mind and brings a person under its control. It's something that we struggle with that we can't seem to overcome. It is a stronghold. Every one of us have strongholds that we deal with. Some of them are addictions. Some of them are, are, are way, is, is a culture that we was raised with and we can't get beyond. Some of it is hurts and aches and, and pains. It's, it's something that seems like we just cannot get beyond. And, and so since we're in a battle, we need to understand uh, the enemy that we're fighting. Amen. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping over the next few weeks, uh, Jake, and you can go ahead and put my title up there, what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the weapons of our warfare. We're not fighting this by ourselves. God's given, uh, given us weapons that we can fight with. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to get real deep into the weapons tonight. I may mention some of them, but I want to instead more talk about what we're fighting, what we're dealing with. And, and brother, Texas, we're not fighting each other. And to be honest with you, if someone hurt you years ago, you're not even fighting them. If somebody's hurting you now, you're not fighting them. Now, you may be fighting, but in this battle that I'm talking about, you're not fighting that. It's a spiritual entity that we are fighting, and we've got to understand what we're fighting, or we will fight wrong. We'll use the wrong weapons. Because if we think our enemy is our spouse, our mom or dad, or that person we don't like, then we'll use carnal aspects to fight. We'll use words. We'll use fists. Amen. People will use guns. They'll use any measure. And, and a lot of times what we use, we use uh, to fight other people that's, that we feel is fighting us, we use hurtful words because after all, hurt people hurt people. And that's the way it works. But we have one enemy that is trying to destroy us, that causes all the issues that we fight with, and it's the enemy of our soul. That is the devil. And in order for us to use the weapons God has given us, we've got to be aware of who and what we are fighting against and what he uses to fight us. Amen. Because if we don't understand how the enemy fights us, then we have a hard time using the weapons that God has given us. So, and I want to tell us this tonight, that the devil also has weapons. He has weapons of mass destructions. Amen. I want to tell you tonight, I'm glad that I'm a part of the kingdom of God. And there's nothing more important than you and I making sure that we seek the kingdom of God. Because that we're in this kingdom we're in this battle. I heard a lot of people say, well, when I, when I wasn't in church, I, don't go, I didn't go through the things I go through now. You know why? You're not a threat to the devil. Amen. The only threat you're going to deal with out there is actually fleshly, carnal people. It's going to be actually fleshly enemies. But when you come to church, you decide, I'm going to be in the kingdom of God, then you're going to have a battle. Amen. Because now then, the enemy sees you as a threat he sees you stepping in a row that he once had. The devil sees you being in the place that he was created to be in. And he's like, uh-uh. I know my destination and I'm going to take you with me. 
It is his goal to take every person in this world and take them to hell, the exact place that he's going to go. Amen. But the Bible lets us know in Luke 12, 32, Fear not, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Jesus wants to give us the kingdom. The Bible lets us know in the book of Matthew that it said that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. But the violent take it by force. We're, if we're going to win in this spiritual battle that we got, we've got to realize you're going to have to fight. It's, you're not going to accidentally make heaven your home. You're not going to accidentally become a great preacher. You're not going to accidentally become a great Sunday school teacher. You're not going to accidentally become a great musician in the kingdom of God. You're not going to accidentally become a, good, a great prayer warrior. We're not going to have young people come in and, and they're going to accidentally become one of the greatest soul winners in Marion, Kentucky. It's going to come when we realize that we're fighting a battle and we have to fight. Amen. Fight with everything we got. And if we don't know what we're fighting, it doesn't matter what we're fighting with. Because if I'm fighting, you know, it's like, okay, a fight breaks out. And I don't know who I'm fighting. It doesn't matter how good of a weapon I got. I could kill the wrong one. Amen. We have enemy fire. We've all heard of enemy fire. We don't want enemy fire. And if, and if we are to be in the kingdom of God, if we're planning on spending eternity, we've got to recognize this is a spiritual battle that we are fighting. This is not a fleshly battle. This is not a carnal battle. Now we have to deal with that carnal, but it's not that and if we don't learn to use the weapons that he has the weapons of warfare the enemy of our soul the devil he's going to keep us from entering into the kingdom of god and satan i said this again said it but let me say it again he knows he's only got a short time he's making his last stand against the church like he has never done before Amen. and even these young people sitting in here today I know some of them are not real old, but you would be honest with me. You would, tell, you would tell me that five years ago, you can see a difference in this world now than you've seen five years ago. And from 15 years ago, when we started this church, Sister Penny, there's a huge difference in trying to pastor a church now and seeing people get in church than it was 15 years ago. The devil has stepped his game up because he knows he's running out of time. And this whole entire Equality Act that they're voting on and this cancel, canceling the culture that we got, it's all an attack against the church. And we better wake up and realize what we are fighting. Amen. And we can't fight it with passive, just do, not doing a whole lot and just thinking, I can float into this. I hope we can or there's going to be a lot of people go to hell. Oh, yeah. Because if we're not careful... We're going to be caught in the middle of this and we're going to have an enemy fighting us and we don't even realize the enemy that's fighting us. Amen. It's a war that has nothing to do with the war on terrorism. I know we got a war on terrorism. And the relationship between all of our world leaders and, and what's taking place at the White House right now. That is a result of the, the real battle that's going on. But that's not the battle. I've seen where some was talking when we had the presidential election and saying, you know what? I've seen some people step out of being a, a Christian into being a politician, basically. Yeah. 
And it wouldn't matter whether you were for Biden or for Trump. None of that mattered. What mattered was what God was doing. Amen? And all this is a reflection of the real battle that's waging. And the battle is between God and Satan. And you and I are caught in the middle. And we've got to know what the enemy is. Again, Ephesians 6, 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. We've got to understand there is a war being waged on our soul. And the outcome, this outcome of this war is going to determine where we will spend eternity. Amen. We've got to understand that if we lose this, what's at stake is heaven or hell. Amen. That's right. And if we're going to be victorious in this battle, we need to know who we're fighting. We need to know who the enemy is. Your pastor is not your enemy. Amen. Your spouse is not your enemy. Your kids are not your enemy. Kids, your parents are not your enemy. The devil is your enemy. First, Thessalonians, uh, First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. The devil. Everybody say the devil. People say, the devil made me do it. He didn't make you do it, but he does entice us to do it. We call him the devil. I know you've heard some of this before, but he actually, his original name is Lucifer. He was an archangel. He was created to lead all of heaven in worship. I want you to think about that. The devil's responsibility in heaven. You young people, hear me, okay? In Heaven, the devil's responsibility was the praise leader. What Bethany does up here and leads us in praise and worship, that was his job. So the next time you turn on that cool music that you think is so great and got some cuss words in it, you need to realize that originated from heaven because Lucifer that fell from heaven is the one who created that and he's using that to destroy your soul. So the next time you turn on that little casual music that you think that's not no big deal, you need to realize if it's not praising God, it's praising something besides God, and that's your enemy that you're fighting. Amen. I want us to recognize what our enemy is today. Ezekiel said that Lucifer, as we call him the devil, he was anointed cherub. He was upon the holy mount. He walked up and down, and he was perfect in all of his ways until the fact that Iniquity or sin was found, in him, found out in him. It was lifted up. Ezekiel 28. You can go read it later if you want. It talks about how he began to look at his beauty. And how great he was in thinking his own wisdom. And all of a sudden he was cast out of heaven. God said. And he put one God up here and it's not you Lucifer. You're going. Jesus said I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So now then we call him. In his fallen state, we call him the devil. The Bible gives him all kinds of names. They call him Lucifer. Revelations calls him the dragon. 
Revelation and Luke calls him Satan. We see in 2 Corinthians and Revelation, he's called the serpent. The scripture I read well ago called him the adversary. He's called the wicked one. He's compared to, uh, as I read well ago, a lion who's seeking to devour. We think he's nowhere around, but he's creeping. He's watching us. He studies us. Why is he comparing him to a lion? Because the lion just doesn't pick anybody out. He just doesn't pick any antelope out of the, out of the pack. He's been watching them. He's been studying the antelope. He's watching the one who's been uh, drinking from the water hoe. He's watching the one who's been sick. He's watching the one who's uh, getting careless. And he waits for his opportunity. And he goes and he attacks them. That's why we've got to be careful in everything we do. We've got to be careful in what we watch. We've got to be careful in what we say. We've got to be careful in what we listen to because the devil is like a lion and he is watching you. Amen. He is studying you. The Bible lets us know that uh, he is comes and and a device and schemes trying to, uh, uh, trying to destroy us. The Bible lets us know in Matthew, Jesus in one of his perils said he compared him to the fowl who seeks to steal the word that's been sowed in our soul. Amen. The word of God will be put in our hearts and he'll, if you're not careful, he'll send either, uh, he'll instigate somebody else or he'll let you hear something or see something. And it'd be like uh, that bird sweeping down and grabbing that seed out of your spirit and pulling it away from you. The Bible even says in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen that he could transform into an angel of light. So some of these things that we th see what we think is so great it could just be the devil transformed in an angel light to make him look good and then destroy you. Another comparison similar to that is John in the book of John chapter 10 and 12 and Matthew 10 16. It says that he comes in as a wolf in sheep's clothing. Looks so innocent, but yet he's just waiting for the opportunity that he can destroy us. The Bible says that he is a tempter. And the source of all temptations. Psalms, it lets us know that he is destroyer. He brings destructions to everything that's good. He wants to destroy everything good in your life. He is a liar and a murderer, according to John 8, 44. And he lies only to try to kill you. Amen. John 10 and 10 says he is a thief and a robber. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 said he is the God of this world and he's blinded the mind of them that believe not. Whether we want to accept it or not, he is the God of this world. God's given him that position in this world that he is the God of this world. And the only way to assert that authority, Brother Texas, is to go above him and love him, live under the authority of God. And as long as you're operating by worldly standards of this world, by this worldly culture, He is your God. Mm -hmm. And we've got to understand that. How does He do that? I'll tell you how, how He gets us like that because Revelation 12 and 9 and 23 says He's a deceiver. 
His kingdom that He has here on this earth is built on all lies and all deception. He makes it look good, but everything that glistens is not gold. And He's also, according to Job 1 and 6, 2 and 7, Revelation 12, 3 through 9, He is the accuser. He is the accuser. He will accuse us. That is the adversary. That is the enemy that we are fighting. And unless we know what he is and who he is, we're going to have a hard time using any weapon that God's ever given us. If you don't really know, uh, there's weapons. Let me just talk about them real quick. We have prayer. We have faith. We have the word of God. There's so many other things. We've got, we've got our elders in our life, our pastors. We have our church. We have our assembly. We have so many uh, uh, weapons. We can look at uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and it, it talks about the, uh, the uh, armor of God that he's given us, you know. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later in this uh, little series or whatever you want to call it I'm doing. But it don't do you no good to have uh, the weapon of prayer and we're praying against the wrong thing. Amen. It, you, for, for example, we have people that, that, that has I've heard tell me this kind of stuff. Uh, uh, I'm praying for God to get me another husband. Yeah. No, you're using prayer wrong. Amen. Because God ain't never going to bless you in praying for you to get another husband. And we don't realize that the devil is slipping in, putting diversity, putting something in between you and your husband. And that's not the problem. That's why he said be sober. That means be serious. That means not to be drunk on this world. Be vigilant. That means to be alert. That means pay attention to what's going on. We walk through this earth so casually that we don't realize that we've got to be watching because the devil's watching us every moment. Just as God never sleeps, guess what? The devil doesn't either. He never sleeps. That's why I said your adversary, the devil is a roaring lion, walk of the bout. He's seeking. He isn't just an adversary. He is our adversary. My personal adversary. Now, I don't know if the devil, I don't know if I've ever garnered enough attention for the devil himself to come see me, but he's got enough of them little imps under him that one of them devils are going to come and torment us. They are our enemy. They are our thief. They are our murderer. And, and what we need to know as a church is how this enemy operates in our life, okay? There's things that the devil uses against us. And if we don't know how he uses this stuff against us, Sister Penny, we don't. It don't matter what kind of weapons we have if we don't know how to, uh, what we're fighting. So everybody, say this with me. Say flesh. 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 It's that sinful, human, carnal nature that goes against God. Okay. Every one of us was born with it. And yet, it's also a constant enemy in our life. Amen. It's our flesh. It's our fleshly desire. It's that part of us that goes against this Word of God. Again, it's that part of us that wants to punch somebody in the nose. It's the part of us that wants to stay home on a Thursday night and just chill out on the couch. Ben's watching on Netflix or whatever your flavor, whatever it is of media is. 
just staying there and just going, this feels so much better. It may feel better for the moment, but it won't in the long run. Now, I know I'm going to get here real personal here with us on things here, but that's that part of us that says, oh, just go back one more time to the buffet. Keep going back till we get ourselves. It's that part of us that says, don't get out and go exercise. Don't get no exercise in your life. And that's that part of us that says, just keep on taking that in your life. It feels good for the moment. That's that part of us. It's that flesh. Romans 7.22 says, For I diet in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. What he's saying is that, that yeah, the devil's out there, but yet he's using my own fleshly desires against me. And the majority of the time, the devil's not the one who does the work. The devil's whispering in our ears, and we do it ourselves. The devil made me do it. No, he gave you the ideal. He gave somebody else the ideal to, to uh, frustrate you until you went off. Amen. He's the one who does that. Romans 8 and 7 says, because the carnal mind, that is our fleshly mind, is enmity. That's hatred against God. It's not subject to the law of God and neither can it be. My fleshly desire cannot be subject to to God. That's why I have to have. Realize this is spiritual battle. And I've got to have the spiritual part of me. It's hatred. we got to understand that. It's enmity against God. That's hatred against God. And it's, it can't. Galatians 5 and 17 says. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. The spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to another. So that you cannot do the things that you would. It lusts against the spirit and it's contrary. Our, our fleshly desire says, oh, don't go to church tonight. You're so tired. You've worked this week. Oh, come on. It won't be there at many there. Just go ahead. Stay home anyway. It's that part, it's that part of you that says, oh, come on. Just go back up to the top of the page of Facebook and, and refresh it and just scroll through it all one more time. So you can stay up to 1 o'clock and be too tired the next day. Come on, I'm going to be in right where we are real today, alright? And we've got to understand that this flesh we fight against, it fights against the Spirit of God that is trying to get us to heaven. And if we're, we're not careful, we're, we'll, we'll think, oh, uh, it's, you know, it's the devil, it's the devil. Yes, it's the devil, but Sister Penny, it uses ourselves against ourselves. 1 Peter 2 and 11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech thee as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. There's fleshly lust that war against our soul. It, I, I not think most, a lot of y'all have read Brother White's book, the, uh, the, the Twelve Apostles of Hell. And that's what we're dealing with. And what the devil does, let, let, me, let, me, let me tie this in with the next, next one here. It's the world. Everybody say the world. world. What is the world? The world is the spirit force. It's the power that moves contrary to and against God. 
That is all the rest of the devil's imps out there. That's a spiritual uh, wickedness in high places. That's all his imps creating this worldly culture that we got going on right now in this world that says it's okay for a guy to like a guy. It's okay for a girl to like a girl. It's okay, even though you were born with male parts, to say that you're a girl. It's okay to uh, continue in sin and God to forgive you anyway, even though you just keep on living in sin. This is this world that we're fighting. It's Hollywood. It's, it's, it's the, uh, all the different flavors of music out there that's just, that has been created by hell that's just out there. And the devil takes all of that that becomes alluring to us and that fleshly desire that we have in our life and, and he just puts all these things inside of our mind and, and just says, okay, I'm going to war against you with all this stuff. I'm going to hit you with these worldly ideas to make you, you either you're like hey, if you don't you won't fit in or this or that and then it's going to take our fleshly desires because let me just say this right now anybody who tells you sin is not fun they are so wrong sin is fun okay to our flesh sin is fun it's fun But fun is not always. <laughs> but here's the thing with sin. It has temporal pleasures for that moment. And 1 John 2, 15 through 16 says, Love not the world. Is John telling us these three enemies that we fight. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it's not of the Father, but it is of the world. The world with all its corruption and cares, its, its lust, its fashions, all, all this world's wisdom, it is against us. And the devil is using both this fleshly desires and this world out here, and he's battling our lives with it. Amen. And, and we, we were called out of this world but unfortunately, Sister Penny, we still live in this world. And we're going to live in this world until we die. So every day we wake up, every day that we rise up, we walk out of our house, we walk into a battlefield, and if we are not willing to fight and struggle against this world and this flesh that we've got, we are going to lose this battle. Even if you don't want to fight, as long as you're trying your best to come and be any part of church, these enemies of our soul are going to fight you. Amen. More than ever, this world is coming against us. You can't trust any news outlet. You can't trust anything you read on the internet. I know that because Abraham Lincoln has a quote that says, you can't believe anything on the internet. Yeah. I see it on Facebook all the time. And Abraham Lincoln said it so we know it's got to be true, right? And it's on Facebook. And, and let's just go beyond that. I'm, I'm re recording this sermon over there on my phone, but I'm going to tell you what. That has become one of the biggest enemies of our soul right now. 
A poll was given, I'm reading a book right now, and it was actually talking about 35% of people consider their phone more important than some of their best friends. 25% said it was more important than food. And we know this because we walk out of the house with our phone, without our phones and we're like, oh God, where's it at? Are you talking to somebody on the phone? I can't find my phone. I know none of us has ever done that, right? My foreman's mom actually done that one time. Driving down the road talking to somebody. I probably told it, but it's still funny. Driving down the road talking to somebody. said, oh God, I can't find my phone. She ended up stopping her car, getting out of the car, looking under the seat, talking to this person on the phone, saying, I can't find my phone. And finally said, you're talking to me on your phone. <laughs> and we need to know what this enemy wants from us. It wants to keep us out of the kingdom of God. It's the whole purpose of what hell is doing right now. The whole purpose of fighting us. Uh, he, he hates us and he wants to keep us out of, the, out, of, uh, out of the kingdom of God. He does not want you to go to heaven. And he does not want you to, to have the benefits of the kingdom now. Heaven is eternity and it's going to be great. But he also wants to keep us dumbed down till we feel like we can't make it. We can't survive. We can't become everything God wants us to be. That's all coming from the attack of the enemy using our flesh in this worldly system against us till we feel like we're so smothered and we can't become what God wants us to be. And unless we really know who we're fighting, it will do us no good to know how to pray and read our Bible and, and all these other weapons we can come because people come to church all their lives and still live a defeated life because they don't know the enemy that they're fighting. Amen. The Bible says 2 Corinthians 4 and 3 through 4, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded their minds of them which believe not. Why? Lest this light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. The devil doesn't want us born again. He doesn't want us to have a victorious life. And, 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 and why is it so hard for some people to stay in? Because the devil wants to keep us from having the abundant life. He doesn't as much mind us having life. But he doesn't want us to have, he does not want us to have abundant life. And there's so many children of God, Sister Penny, that come to church, they get their life back, and that's all they get. And God wants us to have abundant life because as long as we're walking just in life, then the devil may be able to use the world and the flesh to get you out. But when we're walking in abundant life, he knows that's a place he can hardly mess with. Because it becomes a place that we become hidden Christ. We're so erect and enthralled in God that the spiritual man of us is so much stronger than the flesh that we deal with and this world system that we're not blinded to all that stuff. We realize the enemy that we're fighting. and we, we're, Because after all, uh, uh, John 10 and 10, the thief come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come to give you that you might have life and that more abundantly. Abundant life is full, overflowing, lavish, lush, profuse, uh, profuse more than enough. And so many children of God in the house of God do not feel like they have more than enough. They have just enough to get me back to the next service. Yeah. 
And then, Brother Texas, we find our life, we're walking around and we're constantly fighting this battle and we don't even realize the enemy that we're fighting. And so many times we're just fighting against ourselves. I want abundant life. I don't want to just get by, but I want to win this battle every day day and if i know who i'm fighting i know what i'm fighting the, so the devil wants to keep me from eternal life and the devil has he has one plan and one plan only and that is to make sure that we have the same faith as the devil has Amen. he does not want us to be saved but more than that he does not want us to realize that we also can be saved on this earth Amen. Amen. paul said timothy fight the good fight of faith Lay hold on eternal life. Paul said at the end of it, he said, I've fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I've kept the faith. We need to make up our mind. I'm not going to lose my soul to the devil. And I'm going to tell you today, we give the devil way too much liberty in our lives. Because as much credit as we give the devil, there's things he can't do. Because he cannot, he cannot go through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Exodus 14, the only place the death angel could not go in was in that house where the blood was applied to the doorpost. Amen. If you've never heard Brother Josh Heron's sermon about the uh, seven prayers of submission, you need to find it, you need to listen to it. I pray it every day. And one of those things that we submit to is the blood of Jesus. And this is one reason so many people are battling in this world system and in this flesh is because they get outside of the blood of Jesus. And when you're outside the blood of the Jesus, the devil can attack you and, and do whatever he wants with you. Amen. And Sister Penny, when I pray that, I say, God, I, every day I pray, Lord, I, I submit to the blood of Jesus. But so many times when I pray it, I pray it and I just add to it and I say, God, I submit to the blood of Jesus. Lord, help me to stay inside those doorposts. God, keep that blood covered over me. Don't let me take for granted, Lord, uh, the blood that's on me, Lord. Don't let me go somewhere that's going to let the blood get off of me. Help me stay submitted to the blood of Jesus. And what we do, okay, when we don't know the enemy that we're fighting, we walk out of the blood of Jesus when all of a sudden we start listening to music that we don't need to listen to. We start watching shows that we don't need to watch because them shows have familiar spirits in them. A lot of them things have got familiar spirits that you let loose in your house and they begin to operate in your house and all of a sudden we're, we're thinking, why am I fighting so much? Because we're walking outside of the realm of the blood of Jesus and now then we're not recognized the enemy that we're fighting and many times it's coming through our phone or it's coming through the friends that we're hanging out with it's coming through all these things in our life and we're thinking what in the world why I'm going to church why am I fighting this because we don't recognize the enemy that we're fighting Amen. and that enemy uses our, our, our lust and our flesh and, it, and we just battle right Revelation 12, 11, 7. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death. I'm going to tell you something else too. We need to know about the devil. When we truly arm ourselves with...
the armor that God has given us, the devil really can't harm you. When we look at, and I'll go over that because we're going to talk about the weapons of our warfare, but when you put on that armor like it really is supposed to be put on, it drives out the world, it drives out the fleshly desires, it drives out all that stuff. It's what exactly what it does. You put on the belt of truth. That's saying, I'm putting on truth. I'm putting my faith in the Word of God. Amen. And when you put that belt of truth on, the old belt system, that belt and that, that armor is what held everything else together. So it's the first thing that you put on. You make sure you put truth in your life and it holds everything else in place. Just quickly through, through some of you, you have... Uh, you have the armor which protects your heart, right? What is your heart? It's your emotions. You have the helmet of salvation. When we think about salvation, what happens? It, it guards our mind looking at other people, our thinking and all that because we have salvation in our mind and when we have salvation on our mind, what it does, it overcomes a lot of the things that we think about when we realize, okay God, you've been good to me what you've done for me, Right? We have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. That means that everywhere we're going, we're thinking about the gospel. And we're, we're not just thinking about all this other stuff in the world, but this gospel of peace. We're walking around listening with the gospel of peace in our mind and our hearts. And, and we're armed with this. And we have the shield of faith. And we have, have the sword of the Spirit. I'll get on into all that. I'm going to go through all that in, in some good detail. But when we're really armed with this armor, the devil has a hard time. And we think, well, let me just leave one part off. Mm -hmm. No. We can't do that. Let me tell you something else the devil can't do. Now, I'm going to be done here in just a moment. The devil cannot read your mind. We think that he can read our mind. But he is limited to what he knows. And he cannot read our minds. But he can understand your words. And he can read your emotions. He can read your actions. He is a master. And being able to look at us and read our emotions and read how we respond, right? Amen. And words are powerful. And in the spirit realm, we don't need to speak doubt. We don't need to speak fear, discouragement, because that gives the enemy access to our life. Go ahead. I'm, I'm fixing to be done. And so we need to always speak faith, in, in, in praise. Revelation 12 and, 12 and 11, they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb. And by what? The word of their testimony. And when we know what we're fighting, folks, it'll make the weapons that God has given us work a lot better. Amen. When we know what we're fighting. We need to recognize what we're fighting. What is the agenda of hell right now? I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just say it like this. Several years ago, there was no shows with any homosexuality or anything like that on TV. But slowly, easily, they kept adding it, adding it, adding it, adding it. Cartoons. It doesn't matter what it is. Kept adding it, adding it, and adding it. 
why are they wanting to catch cult, uh, cancel things from long ago because they want you to watch what they want you to watch and they want to they want to take our minds and twist them up here's the question how big is the devil to us how big is the devil to us is he as big as God Tell you, we give the devil way too much credit. Honestly, you heard me say this God and the devil are not opposites. Okay? So many times we think that they're opposite each other. They're not opposites. The devil cannot even compare to God. God is omnipresent. Or the devil is limited to time and space. God is omnipotent. And the only power that the devil has is what God has given him. God is omniscient, all-knowing, while the devil only knows what we and God tells him. God is the creator the devil is just like us he's a creation revelations 118 and verse 18 and 118 says jesus said i'm now for the omega the beginning and the ending said the lord which is and which was and which is to come the almighty verse 18 he said i am he that liveth and was dead and behold i'm alive forevermore amen and i have keys to hell and of death if we're still fighting and struggling in sin, we're fighting an enemy that's bigger than we are. Sin's bigger than we are. But the Bible says in John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In order for us to fight this enemy, Sister Penny, we got to know what we're fighting. And then we got to get the greater living on the inside of us. So, next few weeks on Thursday nights, I'm going to be talking about these weapons. But first, I want us to know what, what, what are we fighting? We're fighting an enemy that's using our flesh in this worldly culture. If we're not careful to destroy us got to be careful because I do not I don't want to go to hell and I don't want to see nobody else go to hell so I'm done you can come pray we can ask God to help us it might be a good night to say God I want to submit to your blood pray along them lines say God help me to submit to your blood help me to stay behind the doorpost where that blood covers me Lord, help me to recognize those things that keeps me uncovered from the blood. Help me, God, to recognize the enemy that's fighting against me. God, help us today. Come on, we'll be praying, either up here or wherever you may be tonight. Let's pray and talk to Jesus.